ist. You're listening to the dollop on the All Things Comedy Network. This is an American history podcast where each week I mustache shaver offer knower of carbon amounts in airplanes user of blackout drapes. Dave Anthony reads a story from American history to the guy who killed my dad. And then Gareth Reynolds, who had nothing to do with that death and uh, has no idea what the topic of this show will be about. So I'm a little um, over you suggesting that I've killed your father. I did not kill your father. I never even met your father. And therefore, I did not uh, kill him. So it'd be nice if you could stop that. Gareth, you know, I'm just trying to get you to talk. About what? My father's murder. Yeah, I did not kill your dad. Go on. I don't know what else to say. I had nothing. I didn't know him. I didn't kill him. I wouldn't. Make, I wouldn't. I've never killed anybody. It's weird. You're now. You're starting to laugh a little bit. Like because <laughs> well, it's absurd. Cra- you're cracking up a little bit. It's like absurd. It's starting to. It's absurd. You continue to say this uh, over and over again, and it is just totally absurd. So, and uh, I'm cheating out. Towards my camera, and if you have any interest, any interest in seeing what this show looks like, what it looks like for me to defend the fact that I never killed Dave's dad, you can go uh, join our Patreon. Patreon. We uh, we have a lot of things there. We do chollops, which are uh, uh, like a little just current events thing, about 20, 30 minutes of that, where we just talk about what's up in the news or something like that. Uh, there's other stuff too. Uh, we do like just extras and all that shit. So if you have any interest, I change babies live that, on camera. Uh, stop talking. Uh, you can um, go join our Patreon. I milk goats sometimes and live. Not everything that's being said is uh, is, is fair or accurate. Uh, David. I killed your dad. Also, I want to talk about how uh, I am uh, doing what? something special. Uh, I'm in the middle of the plugs, but okay. Sorry. So um, I have some shows coming up. They're all leading to my special taping, which I'll be doing over three nights in three cities. So please, please join me uh, for those tapings. I'll do those first. I'll be uh, doing the first one September 20th, which is a Tuesday hot night for a special recording. Portland, Oregon. I'll be at Helium Comedy Club at 8 p.m. That's Tuesday, September 20th. Picking back up again September 22nd at Laughs Comedy Club in Seattle at 8 p.m. That's a Thursday. And then Vancouver, Canada. Love Vancouver. Let's do it. I'll be in the Rio. Vancouver's awesome. I'll be at the Rio Theater at 8 p.m. in Vancouver, British Columbia. 8 p.m. Go to GarethReynolds.com. Join me for my special taping. Named after Rio de Janeiro, which, of course, is very... I'll also be doing some shows uh, getting ready for that, so join me for these, too. Also great shows. I'll be at the San Jose Improv August 17th. August 19th, I'll be at the Comedy Fort. Uh, or Actually, August 19th and 20th, Dave's opening a beer. I'll be at the Comedy Fort in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 19th, August 20th. August 29th, I'll be in Glendale, California at the Glendale Room, August 30th. I'm back at the Glendale Room the following night. That's 8 p.m. September 1st, Thursday, I'll be at the Brea Improv at 8 p.m. September 9th, I'll be at Wise Guys Comedy in Las Vegas. September 10th, Wise Guys in Las Vegas. September 11th, I'll be at Flappers Comedy Club in Burbank. And then September 14th, I'll be at the 
Punchline Comedy Club in Sacramento, California. And then September 16th and 17th, I'll be at the Savage Henry Comedy Club in Eureka, California. Eureka. So that's right. God so join it. me, GarethReynolds.com. We, the dollop, are also going on tour. Uh, we will be Wednesday, October 19th, Columbus, Ohio, Pittsburgh, October 20th, October 21st, Cleveland, October 22nd, 7th, October 27th, Grand Rapids, Michigan, October 28th, Royal Oak, Michigan, November 3rd, Nashville, November 4th, Louisville, November 5th, St. Louis, November 6th, Indianapolis, November 8th, Kansas City. Go to dollappodcast.com for all that. So there's a bunch of bullshit. Gareth, we are brought to you in part by Mizzen and Maine. What is Mizzen yeah. and Maine? Oh, they are the makers of amazing clothes. I'm not a big fan of dress shirts. They annoy me. Uh, I don't. They neck and it's just uncomfortable. And you don't pull together well. I think it's what most I people don't. Say I don't. But uh, oh, I got these shirts. I think I didn't. I didn't get pants. I just got shirts. And I was like, oh, these are amazing because it's like they're just ready to go. Like, you can tell by putting them on. You're like, oh, I don't have to deal with, like, like ironing. And I can travel with them and they're going to be they're easy. Light, and- they're like light material. They're just, like, comfortable. And, yeah, you do not – you're not supposed to get them dry clean. Not that I mean, I don't know if people do that, but you can just wash them. They are. They're like – I take them on the road. And they're just very easy. They're breathable. And then they're breathable. That's what moisture. They're moisture wicking. They wick the moisture. Is that true? Yeah. They're moisture wicking. I guess the reason that they did is because they saw some guy. One of the founders saw a guy running up a hill all sweaty and Uh, in a wrinkled dress shirt. And he was like, uh, well, we can probably do better than that. uh, That's my that's my nightmare. Their dress shirts are pretty well known, um, but now they're making flannels, uh, no tuck shirts, polos, chinos, uh, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So uh, they got they got tons of five star re- reviews, over thirty thousand. Uh, so did you know it was Miz and Main's tenth anniversary in July? So for ten years, we celebrated. Yeah, I I got him a cake. For ten years, Miz and Main has been perfecting what other brands can only copy. For ten years, they've been providing comfort. You can feel with performance you can trust for 10 years. Professional accountants and professional athletes alike have worn their shirts, pants, polos, and pullovers, all while saying that once they tried Mizzen and Maine, they couldn't imagine going back to anything else. I'm done wearing the old, I mean, this is all I'm going to wear now. That's just how I'm, I'm in. I'm all in Mizzen and Maine. We'd like to see some bottoms on you too and stuff like that. I'm just, just, just shirts. No, just please, no underwear, please. no, no Listen, pants. Happy. I've never felt the fabric like this before. It's great. So I'm really thankful that uh, I found Mizzen and Maine. So Mizzen and Maine just turned 10, so they've got great deals running on their site all summer long. Right now, if you go to MizzenandMaine.com and use promo code DOLLOP, you'll receive $25 off any regular price order of $130 or more. That's $25 off when you go to M-I-Z-Z-E-N-A. N-D-M-A-I-N.com and use our promo code DOLLOP. We are brought to you in part by Squarespace. What is Squarespace, you ask? Well, of course, it is all-in-one domains, websites, online stores, marketing tools, analytics. It's the all-in-one platform. You want to build a beautiful online presence, you want to run your business, Squarespace 
is the place to go. I've been using Squarespace forever for like over 10 years. I was first attracted to it because Squarespace has very clean, nice templates. I tried out a bunch of different ones. I found the one I like. Then I went and did, bought it, and we've been in business ever since. Gareth has his website with Squarespace. I have my website with Squarespace. We got uh, our Dollop Sources is with Squarespace, and, of course, dolloppodcast.com, where you can get all your tour information. That's all Squarespace. We're all in. Why? Because they have everything you need. Analytics, you want to do visitor insights, you want to do traffic overview, you want to do activity logs, sales analytics, purchase funnels, abandoned cart analytics. You got it all. You got it all. You don't have to patch anything. You don't have to upgrade. None of that's they take care of all that 24-7 award-winning support. Everything you need to create a really nice modern website. They got it. And they're my friends. Say Dave sent you. Say you can say Squarespace, your bro Dave, and they'll know who you're talking about. So here's what you here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna you're going to go to squarespace.com slash dollop for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code dollop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. 1923, year of our Lord, Jesus Christ. It's a good, 1923, a good time from what I remember. Roaring 20s. Los Angeles won the bid to host the 1932 Olympics. Okay. Oh, boy. God. Now, this was very easy because no other cities in the world wanted the Olympics. Oh, if only it had, like, if only no one had wanted it, maybe it would stop. Why do we still do them? Uh, You're going to learn. We don't know why we still do them. (laughs) In 1929, the Depression arrived. Uh, did not slow down the cabal of rich guys, industrialists, oil men, tourism promoters, showbiz guys, from holding their Olympics in Los Angeles. Right. Uh, they were called the Garland Group after the guy who led them, who was developer William May Garland. Okay. Uh, so many countries were like, what are you doing? Why would you, why would you do that? Because it, everything's fine for us. Why, why don't? Is, there we're like, going to hold the Olympics. It's a depression. Why would you have? I feel great. <laughs> People are too depressed to race? Come on. People can run if they're hungry. They can jump hurdles. We put bread at the end of the hurdles. Yeah, all right. Yeah. At the end of the 3,000 meter, there will be a pile of meat. The gold medalists get to have a house. <laughs> so... I mean, there's bread lines, there's encampments all over Los Angeles. Still, Garland goes to Europe to meet with the Pope and leaders like Mussolini to coordinate the Olympics. So, the big two. Yeah. People protested in the state capital of Sacramento with signs that read, Groceries, not games, and the Olympics are outrageous. That's a tough sign, though. The outrageous one? Yep. Can be taken two ways. It can be. Like, like they're they, fun, it outrageous. can be validated. Yeah, you see, look, they want it. They're the Olympics <laughs> are outrageous. They sure are. Look at that guy, one tooth, only that, a half a pair of pants on. That's not what I mean. I your, mean your support of the Olympics means a lot to no, us. No, no. You know, there's some big kooks out there who think that we shouldn't hold them. That's because me. people like you don't want us to. But then we're driving down here and we see a sign that tells us exactly how you feel. No. The Olympics are outrageous. No, the negative. And they're happening again. The negative outrages. Listen, we need more like you. No. Thank you. Come here. 
I'm going to give you, I'm going to get covered in plastic and then give you a hug. What are you talking about? I don't want to catch poor. <laughs> the, the governor said the Olympics were frivolous. Quote, what do they want? Riots? But he didn't want to upset the Garland group, so he didn't cancel the Olympics. Uh, so, so he's like, what am I, out of my mind? Let's do them. <laughs> You're the governor. What am I going to do what's right for the people? There's 14 rich guys that want this. It's absurd to do this. People are really hurting. Okay, I'll green light it. <laughs> so there's a stadium. Uh, the Coliseum already existed, so they didn't have to build one. That's nice. Because the, that is one of the things about like, yes. any of these, where it's just like, we built five stadiums. Yeah. And people are like, yeah, no, we are dying. Yeah, we don't need that. We, we don't need, need those. Foods. Yeah. Um, they did. They built like cycling tracks and scoreboard, other stuff, right? right. So they did build stuff, but not not like giant buildings. So uh, people were still angry. An angry group in Santa Monica attacked shops that had Olympic pennants in their windows. Uh, they burned some of the shops. Oh boy! The games needed financial backing, but Congress was like, "Yeah, no, we're not going to do that." Oh, that's nice. Can you imagine? But, uh, no, I can't. Hoover passed on presiding over the opening ceremony, telling friends, quote, it's a crazy thing, and it takes some gall to expect me to be part of it. So even Wait, Hoover... But, but he's the president. He's the president. Yeah, the president always so, goes to the opening yeah, ceremony. So the president's like, this is really crazy. This is the first one a president didn't go to, or or like a leader. So the governor's like, this is stupid. Yeah. The president is like, I'm not going. This is ridiculous. Cogger's like, I'm not giving money. And the only people who support it are the people on the streets who think it's outrageous. And they're just kind of like the push behind it because they're so excited. They think it's an outrageous the thing. The people on the streets don't want it. No, they do. They had a sign that no, says no, the Olympics no, are outrageous. No, no, no. Yes. Fuck. That's like, I picked the worst word. It's, I, look, I'm telling you, believe it or not. We were going to cancel these until we saw your oh, sign. Oh, fuck. I should have. I was there were put... some people who were going to say, let's take that money and pipe it into the, the, the helping the poor, feeding the I, I was going to put and... the Olympics are shithouse. Well, that would be completely contradictory to what, you've, what you thought. Yes. The Olympics are outrageous. No, they're bad outrageous. Get, my, get the hugging plastic. God damn get it. Get the hugging plastic. So um, five months before, not one nation had committed to the Olympics. <laughs> that would be the best. The United States, again, winning the gold medal <laughs> in the 500. The United States medal count now 904. Other countries, zero. The United States is just cleaning up this year. You can see there's a lot of rioting going on around the games, but the United States is not letting that get in their way as they are on another gold medal. They have won it for the... Uh, the United States has gotten another gold. It's great. And silver. Look at that. And, and, bronze. A, and a bronze. They've gotten all the medals. Oh. Boy, I'll tell you what. We agree with the people of the streets. These games are outrageous. No, that's not what I meant. That's exactly what the sign said, and that's God what it meant. It. You know, a lot of people said the games are going to get canceled without that one fella ah. who made a sign that just was the wind beneath the wings of these beautiful games. So no other countries. They can't even like the Americas. America's holding it, but the other countries can't justify paying oh, to send their people. Jesus. So ticket sales are terrible because there's no nations yeah. committed. <laughs> sponsors now want out. Right. The backers and sponsors hold a meeting and they just screamed at each other the whole time. Nice. But they keep planning the Olympics. They then offered up just. A charge of $2 per athlete for lodging with travel discounts on top. Wow. And so then countries start getting on board. Okay. People start buying tickets. Okay. 
35,000 sold in 72 hours. Wow. Okay. Now that's when you had to go physically buy the ticket. Right. Yeah, right, right. 105,000 show up on opening day. Wow. The biggest crowd in Olympic history. Wow. Just because it's so cheap. It must be. Yeah. Poor countries tried to save money. Brazil's athletes. And it's, the, and it's, and it's also like people are so bored. Yeah, well. there's nothing to do yeah, at no, all. No. There's nothing to yeah. do. Literally nothing. Yes. Um, poor countries try to save money. Brazil's athletes had, they came with bags of coffee to sell. Okay, so we're thinking that <laughs> when you guys get there, you will uh, sell the coffee. Is that uh, understood? No. You will walk there. First of all, I, there will wa- be no walk. flights, no planes. You'll we'll, walk there. From, from, from Brazil. Brazil. Get you in uh, Olympic to, shape. Uh, to the United States. And uh, to Los Angeles, and you will. When uh, you're there, you will sell coffee. Okay. No, no. You have I, a part-time job. You're also gonna make uh, sandwiches. All right. I, now get out there. I'm a runner. Ah, uh, yeah. All right, then run there. Good work. These games are outrageous. Get going. <laughs> Cubans had sugar to sell, but when they got to Texas, they hey, discovered. Hey, we should have jobs. <laughs> they got to Texas. You know a water guy? <laughs> they discovered prices were too low, so the ship turned around and went back. They discovered prices were too low. To sell the sugar. Oh, when they got to Texas on sugar the Sugar was so cheap. That they were like, they they were like we're not going to make any money. And so they went back without. So they were, they were out of the game. They did not go to the Olympics. So Cuba pulled out of the Olympic Games because they couldn't was, sell their sugar. That's correct. Okay. <laughs> Why are you guys back? Sugar's like so cheap there right now. It's fucking ridiculous. Okay. All right. We're just, we're not going to do these Olympics. <laughs> Uh, only 1,500 athletes came from 37 countries. Some events like soccer had to be canceled. Wow. The gold medal, the gold medal winner in club swinging. Club, excuse me. Uh, you gotta beat the guy like this. It's literally a guy just swinging clubs around. I looked it up. What? It's just a guy swinging clubs. For... Who's in charge? What do you mean, who's in charge? Who's judging? There are judges? Other club swingers. Other club swingers? The the people who used to swing clubs now judge. I like the attitude you have with me right now, where you're like, buddy, how are you not familiar with the process of the club swinging part of the game? That's not an event anymore. It should be. Why isn't it? You say that like you're like, oh, it's not an event, it's dumb, but it's clearly... Fucking awesome. There's what? a guy swinging clubs. Is that an octopus man? No, I think it's arm going up and down and they're taking pictures. Here's a team. There's a team of club swingers. So they, it's just literally. It's like synchronized clubbing kind I of? I mean, that must be. Here's the club team. This is a, this is a, oh God, it went away. That's a team of club swingers. So it's just guys with clubs. This guy's a clubber. You can see he's got his it, clubs. It, <laughs> it's Dave, just clubs. It's not making any more it's sense, really. It's just clubs. They just stand around with clubs and swing them. It's making sense now, isn't it? What? Gareth, does it make sense? So that sense? one's... Okay, so the... Oh, my God. So it's a guy, and they literally have arrows of which way he swings the club. So it's club swinging. He literally... A guy with two clubs, and they swings them so around. So it's a dance. It's a club dance? No, it's swinging a club. It's a dance with clubs. It's not a dance. It's, it's just, an upper body club dance. No, it's a... You're swinging... We're going to the club. <laughs> We're going to use our clubs. <laughs> right now, some guy's like, why didn't you do a joke about swingers in clubs? Yeah. Because we're better than that. Yeah. Those are my... Th- and by the way, can I take a Go. moment? To everybody who tweets at me the jokes I missed. <laughs> Thank you. 
Uh, it's good. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Uh, so the gold medal, gold medal winner in club swinging, American George Roth, had no job. He took food from the Olympic Village every day home to his wife and daughter in Hollywood so they could eat. After winning the gold, he had to hitchhike home because he didn't have a car, couldn't pay for a bus. Hey, uh, what, didn't I just watch you win the gold medal? Yeah, um, yeah, I swung. Uh, the clubs were unbelievable the way you swung those. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm a big time. I've been swinging clubs for, uh, since I was and a baby. You, you, can't, you just won a gold and you can't drive home. I don't have any money. Mostly I joined the Olympics just to get at, at the buffet. Oh. So, wow! Look at me giving a gold medalist a ride home. Yeah, how about that for free? Well, I was just about to say for free. Seems like there's probably all I have is this roast beef from all the right. buffet. Okay, no, I'm not. I don't. That's I'll to feed that. my daughter. She's hungry. Hmm. I have other reasons to swing the club sometimes. Maybe. Did you hear that? This is a bear. Okay, promise? <laughs> yeah, no. okay. yeah. All right. Uh, so the Olympics held a huge success. Everyone's like, these were so successful. Boy, we've really deluded ourselves this year. The Garland Group said the Olympics had put Los Angeles on the map and turned a profit. Now, most of that money went to paying off the bond, but there was some left over. They did turn a profit. Okay. Five years later, on September 2nd, 1937, Peter... 1937? Yep. Okay. Peter Uroth was born in Evanston, Illinois. Okay. His mother died when he was four? Sure. His father was a salesman for Sears, but then he broke his leg one day while teaching his daughter to skate, and he had to miss work, so Sears fired him. Nice. Nice, Sears. We care. A series of jobs followed. The family moved from state to state... Now, Peter was an athlete. At 16, he left home to work and live in an orphanage. Okay. His parents had no idea why he did that. Sure. Time Magazine, quote, he liked the independence and affection he got there. Wow. When he got his diploma, all the orphan boys stood up and yelled, quote, Daddy Pete! And I felt weird inside. Daddy Pete. Okay, so he, his mother died when he's four. Yep. And so he's probably missing some sort of uh, affection from his father, I guess. Well, his, his dad remarried, so he had a stepmom sure. and a, a dad. But then he just was like, I'm he leaving. Wanted, he's like, I'm king of the orphans. I'm, I'm going to be king of the orphans. Yeah. Daddy Pete! Okay. When he graduated high school. No, he left. Okay, what well, did he yeah, graduate? Well, yeah, no, he, he, I guess it sounds like he went to work at, I mean, he also got an education at the orphanage. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm not trying to, I mean. It's sure, just, go well, ahead. It's abnormal. To be like... It's who we are. To be like, uh, yeah, I dropped out of high school. I'm going to go learn with the orphans. Okay. <laughs> hey, and I'm graduating. Okay. I mean, maybe I got it wrong and he did go to school, but... Okay. Well, what he was living they... and working at the orphanage? Yeah, he became a teenage orphan. He went to San Jose State University uh, where he played water polo. Broke his nose five times, Jesus never got it fixed. Christ. It's a brutal sport. Later, no club dancing. For the rest of his life, he only allowed cameras to shoot him from one side. The, the other side. To hide the, the, the multiple broken nose. Right. He worked 40 hours a week uh, during uh, college. Wow. He tried out for the 1956 water polo team, but did not make the cut. Okay. 
And after graduation, he got a job as an operations manager with a very small airline, Trans International Airlines. Okay. A year later, he was promoted to running the company with a 3% ownership stake. What? Yeah. What happened in that year? It was a time when there was no one else around. So they were like, hey, you want to be the CEO? Yes. I mean, that's basically what happened? That's basically what happened. Wow. Okay. Well, they offered him the job, and he said, no, only if you give me 3% ownership. And they were like, okay. We have nobody else here. Right. Soon after he started running a reservation business... So for hotels and planes and stuff, like okay. he was like super early on that. Right. He's Trivago. Yeah, it took off. By 40, his company had three, $300 million in gross revenues, largest travel company after American Express. Wow. Okay. So he wanted things done his way. He wanted his employees to promote family unity. Sure. If someone spoke with their hand in front of their mouth, he would brush it away. He would brush their hand away? Yeah. If they were t- no, 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 no. He would... <laughs> no. No, no, no. You're not allowed to do that. Also, you have to, I assume you have to, if the person's like a couple feet away, you have to step close and then you go. No, no. <laughs> it's just weird. It's like come down. I mean, but it's also weird to be like, well, I was going to, I was going to say, here's what I was going to tell you, Pete. And I, I try to shoot straight. No, no, no. So, Pete, I really, like, he's like, I just can't handle that. I know. Uh, Pete, let me tell you a couple things that I thought about for you quickly, okay? So, Pete, here's the thing, Pete. Uh, God, I really want to slap that away. Yeah. Um, when he gave up bonuses, they sometimes came with instructions to buy better clothes. Yeah, this is for clothes. Uh, here's two hundred dollars for the great job you've done this year. Also, Thank you, you dress like fucking shit. All right, here's your bonus. It's to go towards pants. You look like an animal that found socks. Get a better and suit. That's all you put on. You don't look good. You're a terrible, ugly human. Here's a bonus. Stop being shit. In nineteen seventy-eight, Olympic bids. Came down to two cities, Los Angeles and Tehran, for the 1984 Summer Games. Similar places. Very uh, well. Actually, at the time, way before this is before the the Islamic Revolution. Oh, okay. So it's very uh, full of corruption and oil men, and it's pretty much like us. Yeah. Um, they uh, so the Olympics at this point are always losing money, basically. Before the 1976 Montreal Olympics, the mayor said, quote, the Olympics can no more have a financial deficit than a man can have a baby. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. And then, Okay, uh, so, he, but I mean, yeah, it seems, it, it is, it's always like, it's, it's almost like the Olympics are just like hiring a PR company for yeah. your town. Like, yeah. you're just going to lose money, but lose hopefully more money. people talk about it. Yeah, you're talking about it. And it helps us in tourism and all that shit. Yeah. Well, the Montreal Games uh, ended up $3 billion in debt, which Jesus. wasn't paid off until 2006. Oh, my God. Oh, and it's so like, 30 well, it's years. like two weeks. 30 years. Two, two weeks. weeks. Two weeks, 30 years. Jesus. And the Olympics before that, there was a terrorist the, attack. The Olympics that killed are 12. the, like... Student loans the game. Yeah. Right. Okay. Oh, totally. Yeah. So the limit before that, there's a terrorist attack that killed 12. So the games are just not popular in the U.S., especially because the economy is in the shitter. It's a huge recession. Right. Um, There's big problems with the L.A. economy. There's a housing shortage. Rents are shooting up. Unemployment is at 10%. Reagan is slashing social safety net services. Homelessness has exploded. The estimate was. I between, wonder if there's any connection between those last. Two I can't agencies. think that yeah, there would be. Right. Yeah, the estimate was between thirty-six and fifty-nine thousand homeless. Today's numbers are are actually similar um, based on a percentage of population. We just haven't done anything about it. Yeah, that's a good plan though too. Yeah, 
Just yeah. I mean, it's probably gone up quite a bit since COVID, but, you know. Um, so and then, by the way, we're not done. No, we're not done. We're still get, just getting started. We're just getting started. So the Shah of Iran is overthrown, and Tehran drops out of the bidding process. Okay. So like probably at a bad time. Yeah, yeah. We got other stuff going on. We got to keep these people hostage. Unless you're doing like a, is there a hostage keeping event? Uh, I mean, if you ha- do you have clubs? We have clubs. We have swords and clubs and guns. I like what I'm hearing, but unfortunately, I don't think it matches. We take a hostage. We hold them for the whole Olympics. We There's something there hurt We're them not, more than the other nah, countries. Nah, it's to, nah, it's not, uh, no, I thought we had something, but no, no, you sit it out. You're right. So I have a beard. Yeah, no, I'm. It's a pass. But thank you for thank you. There's something there though. We'll come back. We'll, if it could have clubs, it just we love that. We sort have of clubs. Stuff. Yeah, but I feel like you're taking it. And we just want people dancing with the clubs. I mean, I guess you could be. No, 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 no. We could workshop it. Come back. Workshop it, and maybe the next games we can get into it. Hostage kidnapping, murder. Mm, it's just like we're we're I'm we're not there yet. We're Crucifixion. close. Fiction. Oh gosh, now that is yeah. interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, that I like. Hi. Could you crucify and ski? Yeah, that's easy. We just we knock the crossover. That I'm liking the direction. Yeah. I'm on acid, but I'm liking the direction. I, we're all on acid. I'm liking the direction. Yeah, this is an acid party. I'm talking to a box of Kleenex. I know. I'm not even from Tyrone. You're not a person no, or I'm, anything. You're just a... I'm a box. You're a box of Kleenex. Yeah. And um, I'm dating this dog. Hi. Hello. Bow wow. All right. <laughs> so, uh, so the LA gets the... It's default. They get the Olympics by default. What year is this? This is... This is uh, 80s. I think we get it in, in the 1980, um, or, you really, or after that. But you're making me excited for the future of what's coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So much like the 1932 Olympics, the backers said the games would put L.A., quote, on the map. That's By the way, L.A.'s on the map, right? Second time on the map. Randy Newman's writing, we love L.A. We're, we're on getting the map. on the map. We're on the map. We haven't been on the map. We're now we're going to be the on the map. map. We're not... God. Find one map LA is on. Yeah, it's true. It's Nobody 1980. Knows it. Find one goddamn map. Nobody knows it. So um, they now need someone to run the games. Okay. Obviously. Uh, a lot of names are being thrown around. Sure. In the end, Peter Ubroth has chosen to oh, run okay. the 1984 games. My boy. He sold this company for $10.4 million to focus everything on the Olympics. Uh, he declined a salary in favor of a bonus. He sold his company for the two weeks to focus on the Olympics. Well, it's like he's going to be focusing on it for okay a, a long time. So he's like, like couple, in, yeah, like, yeah okay. three or four years. He's okay. putting all his time into it. Um, so he, he declines his salary. Right. I guess in my head, I'm like, yeah. You just thought he was like a, a runner. Hey, nothing's built. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Peter, this is like a huge operation. Where's all this stuff? <laughs> Um, so Peter's a big believer in Reaganomics. Nice. And he would use the private sector and free enterprise to fund the games. God, Dave, there's no As two the terms ancient Spartans that, uh, and Athenians always... Is it Athenians? Free enterprise 
and private sector oh. are just my nipples harden when I'm I hear so those terms. Fucking hot right because now. Because it's just like you know mm. good things are gonna oh, happen. Oh, the best things happen. The terms again. Private sector. Yeah, sorry. Look at me go. Yeah. Look, I'm so excited. So Bullshit he, corrupt assholes. No, no, no. Private sector. Now remember, this is coming off of the 1980 Olympics, which we boycotted. Uh, it, so it's like it's almost like communism had their shot at the Olympics, and now capitalism is going to show communism what capitalism can do. Right. It's like a right. Yeah. So he called it quote the magic of the marketplace. Mm. Mm. He viewed the games as quote a powerful instrument to demonstrate the validity of the American free enterprise system. Exactly what the Olympics are not at all supposed to well, be. It's a sporting say, competition. Like, what, what the fuck are you doing? It, 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 right. They're, they're like, let's shove our crazy ideology. And people are like, capitalism is an ideology. Yes, it is. Uh, down the fucking throats of everybody and be like, this is how it should be. You see? We can do this the Capitalism right way. did this. The International Olympic Committee, the IOC, was reluctant to greenlight uh, this privatization plan. L.A. voters made it clear they would not pay for the Olympics. City Councilman Bob Ronka thought the games would financially destroy the city and forced a vote that guaranteed public money would not pay for the games, and it passed. Okay. So the mayor was Tom Bradley. He's the city's first black mayor, only black mayor. Um, He's an ex-cop. He's very pro-Olympics. He loves sports. He believes sports can fix problems in society. Oh, God. (laughs) have you never seen that no i've not no um yeah uh it's most of the world's problems you know what it is so i'm i the first thing that popped into my head was katrina and after (laughs) katrina was oh the when the saints played the falcons Mm -hmm. and they were like because like people were living in the superdome yeah like because of the complete governmental failure and Uh uh heck of a job brownie blah 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 but I remember watching that game, and they were just like, this town needs this victory. And you're just like, no, they need, like, help. They need to, like, get help and what's going on. I just realized you're looking the same way I am. You need to be there, so I'll be there. Okay. But, um... He'll be happy that I did that. Okay. But I, I but it was just it, it was it was just like everyone was just like they need and they like because the Falcons were better than the Saints and you were just like no no they need help no people they need, yeah they acted like they, they they acted like a a victory of a sporting team of millionaires had somehow helped a city but they do do that it is always well it makes you feel better momentarily yeah it does but it does nothing for me no. material fucking no, needs no it's just like the same yeah it's i mean it's, it's crazy. Just, and we still do it yeah it's absolutely they insane. need this yeah they no, need give, no, they sell need the a team. win no they need a win sell the fucking stadium they need a win sell the, they, the stadium that you built that they lived in sell that and give them that money they need a win okay uh so there is no more flood water after Katrina. The Saints have upset the Falcons. <laughs> so uh, Bradley also thought LA's uh, place in the world would be helped trade and tourism wise and whatever. It's just fucking dumb. And then okay. they gave him the international terminal at LAX. That's right. They did because, yeah, you're right. Uh, so the U.S. Olympic Committee, known as Team USA, uh, is a nonprofit corporation and it joined the organizing committee. 
a private for-profit corporation to share financial responsibility for the games. So it's a nonprofit joining with a for-profit to co-finance the games. Do you love capitalism? It, it feels like the nonprofit is the one that is going to give up their ideology. Maybe. Uh, we'll see. The IOC grudgingly agrees to the privatization plan. Okay. For the first time ever, a private group, rather than the host city, would organize the Olympics and for a first ever would try to create profit from the Olympics. So their idea so, is the Olympics haven't been about profit, so we will fix them yeah, by they making capitalisming. Yeah, the they, we, let's turn everything into something you make how profit out make of. Money. Instead of just like, yeah. how can we make them good? Like and Woodstock '94. You don't need to profit, but if of, yeah. everyone's taken care of, right? LA had a huge homeless population, as I said. Um, LA City Councilman Gilbert Lindsay a labor-supporting Democrat, said L.A. should reopen its drunk tank farm from the 60s, 35 miles north of the city. The drunk tank farm? Drunks and vagrants in the 60s were taken there and forced to grow vegetables and live there. What? What the fuck? Lindsay, quote, we'll do this as a permanent thing, but I want to go all out during the Olympics so we give a good impression to visitors. So basically, I mean, we still do it, but it's honestly like, honestly, that version sounds like the nice version of what we do now. Well, I, it's such a, it's such a, okay, like that's, right now we do what's called cleaning. Yeah. And we make them move from place to place to place and take all their belongings. This way is more like a concentration camp. So it's, uh <sighs> It's a prison concentration camp versus... So they are... I mean, they are... They are prisoners. They're prisoners. Okay. What was the one that was recent? Oh, the Super Bowl. Remember when they cleaned, they, they cleaned for the Super Bowl? Yeah. And they just, like, you know, heartlessly, like, got all those people out of there just for that long shot coming in of the stadium where they yeah. were like, beautiful Englewood, California. <laughs> God, you can't see a tent in the town. And he's like, yeah, no, asshole. We know what it looks like. It's so amazing that we are still, like, trying to just aesthetically please people and ignore reality. Yeah. I mean, we are lifting the rug and putting everything we can under it for company. Yeah. The LAPD spokesman said of Gill's plan, quote, we like the way Gill's thinking. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, we get a slave labor, and uh, we love that. The ACLU chimed in and said, well, that's incredibly illegal. Oh, well, I think that might be what we're in love with a little bit, to be honest. <laughs> I think we're kind of saying the same thing. We love it because you're taking people who are problems, and yeah. then we get them to work for us for free. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, everybody wins. Everybody wins. Except for the people who don't have uh, souls mean, or no, feelings. They, they learn a trade, vegetable picking. Yeah, they learn a trade, being a prisoner. Yeah. So that's cool. Okay. You want, uh, some, uh, a salad? Yeah. No. Uh, these guys made it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they had to. Yeah. Yep. So Peter's plan was to raise money with sponsorships and TV rights deals. At the 1980 Lake Placid Olympics, companies just donated stuff to athletes, and that's how they became a sponsor. Okay. So that's all you had to do, donate some shit. And right. Peter's plan was for 
a minimum of four million, they could use the Olympic logo. Wow, this is so what the NFL does. Yeah. Well, it's I, I love that people think this is groundbreaking. It's so simple and stupid. Yeah. It's not ground. There's no like literally people are like. Oh, these guys are genius. He's not. He just was like, hey, you want to use this symbol? It's the fucking simplest shit. Okay. So he had no office. Uh, he met CEOs at a hotel coffee shop. He asked for sealed bids. Coke beat up Pepsi with a $12 million bid. Kodak thought it was ridiculous and only offered $2 million. So Peter got $7 million from Fujifilm. So altogether, 35 corporations became sponsors. American wow. Express, Anheuser-Busch, AT&T, Atari, General Motors, Coca-Cola, Converse, Levi's, McDonald's, Motorola, on and on. Peter got the Atlantic Richfield Company, McDonald's, and 7-Eleven's parent company to build the swimming pool, the velodrome, and the overhaul the Coliseum. I think it's high time that McDonald's was no longer allowed to sponsor anything athletic. <laughs> How has that Coke and McDonald's, they're the top athletes in the world. This is brought to you by McDonald's. McDonald's, they can't eat this. Also by Coca-Cola. It isn't okay to have that much. A $225 million TV deal was made with ABC. Hotel. So, so I mean, so, but the, the thing is that it's working. Well, I think there's a combination of things. I think that... Um, Number one, he he's he's doing a different plan. But number two, all of these all of these companies also want the same bullshit. They want to right. show that the free enterprise. Yeah, right. So it's just backslapping right, bullshit right, at the same right, time. Right. Like they're like, yeah, let's show them that we're better than the commies. Let's create a terrible precedent. Um, so hotel and Olympic tipic, ticket taxes. Uh, kicked nineteen million point nineteen point three million to the city, although fifteen million of that covered security. Most of that went to the LAPD. Sports Illustrated called Peter quote the prince of the private sector and a miser with a Midas touch. Oh, fuck's sake! Even with all this money coming in, twenty seven thousand seven hundred absolute rubes. Volunteered to work for free for the Olympics. Oh, my God. <laughs> After that, can we go to the vagrant farm camp? <laughs> Please. Uh, can you imagine? No. No. I mean, I, you just hear shit like that, and you're just yeah. like, guys, you're really they, fucking they, everything They're not up. your friends. They're not your friends. There's no. There's nothing happening here that's that's... Awesome enough for you to give away your labor. Yeah. It's just not yeah. a thing. No. No, you're the, the guy at the strip club is like, I think she likes me. <laughs> they don't fucking give a shit about it. Yeah, they said that I cleaned up the street real good today. I'm really proud of me. They said tomorrow maybe I get to clean a fire truck. So that's pretty good. No, they don't. They don't they, like. They want. They hate you. They hate N- you. No, they don't. They take the, said I did real good. And if I give them five dollars, then I get an official laminated badge. <laughs> so that's pretty exciting for me. I'll tell you. I have a feeling. Not too long from now, I might be able to clean this guy's shoes for free because he's my friend. Yeah, yeah. No, I see. They're my happening. pals. Yeah. No, you're doing great, Jimmy. Yeah, they're my really good friends. I really yeah, think that. No, they're, we think you're great. They're great friends, and um. 
they uh, they were out to eat the other day, and they didn't have any napkins, and I said they can use my beard to wipe their mouths. Very kind. Because they're my friends. They can use my shirt. When they ran out of toilet paper, I let them use my shirt. And I told them if I don't have a shirt on, they got to use my tongue. They are my buddies. <laughs> so... So after the USA had boycotted the 1980 Olympics, there was concern the Soviet bloc countries would boycott these Olympics in 1984. That's right. So Peter starts making trips to Russia to discuss, to calm their fears, Don't to get worry. them on board. It'll just be $200 million. Now, but while he's doing that, they're also turning the games into this incredible hyper-capitalistic thing. Right. Which... Turns off the communists, right. if you could imagine. I, what, what's the problem there? <laughs> what did they not like about it? I don't know. So if the USSR is out, the Olympics are going to be less valuable to all those sponsors. Right. What an inch. What a fun little pickle. <laughs> so we need to sell the commies on capitalism in order to keep capitalism going. He also wanted to keep the game's politics free, he said. He said no to a red, white, and blue color scheme, saying it was too nationalistic. Wait, I can't, I mean, imagine a time when people were like, no, no, the flag is, we don't want to abuse the flag. <laughs> no, now, instead, now they're just like, can we paint you red, white, and blue? <laughs> instead, he went with pastel colors, hot pink and turquoise. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I'm feeling a little nauseous, actually. Hey, Miami Vice Olympics. Uh, I can't uh, watch these games. I get a little nauseous when someone's <laughs> running that fast in those colors. They it's like Neon Tron. They asked the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service to lend a bald eagle that they would train to soar across the stadium during the opening ceremony. Sure. Full sure. on America. Mm -hmm. The Pawtuxent Wildlife Research Center in Maryland denied the request. One official from the center was concerned... And said, quote, it might be unpredictable what the bird would do. Yeah, it's a wild bird. It's an eagle. Yeah. Organizers. I, it's amazing also to be like the bald eagle, the symbol of freedom. Can we keep it uh, just in a circle? <laughs> well, it's the symbol of freedom. Yeah, can you just train it to come back to the guy's glove as easily as possible? Please? Thank you. So organizers push back and they said, they told the uh, Wildlife Research Center that the Eagle Plan had the full support of the White House. Probably a lie. Either way, it worked. Sure. A bald eagle named Bomber was sent to play the role of Sam the Eagle at the Olympics. Okay. I mean, just... What's the problem? Well, there's a couple problems. One, it's named Bomber. Yep. And two, we want to change it to Sam. Yeah. And it's an eagle. It's not going to know the difference. I don't know if it'll call... I don't know if it'll respond to Sam. Has it responded to Bomber? No. It's an eagle. So, so People Magazine said he was, quote, a food-loving, aggressive bird who seldom flew and who tipped the scales at a pudgy 11 pounds. Uh, he's what we'd call a bald eagle. <laughs> and, yeah, we're going to fat shame him. But would it be the symbol of America if the eagle wasn't a bit overweight? <laughs> Now, bald eagles are the, on and the... And also like smoking cigarettes and arguing. Throw him a ham! <laughs> this eagle loves burgers. Bald eagles are on the verge of extinction. They're endangered at this point. Okay. Um, for PR, the Olympic torch is run across the country in a weeks-long relay. Yeah, and one of the dumbest things we do. Ever. 
ever. It began on May 8th. By the way, we're going to, I mean, we are like a country of Tinder, so we're going to need to stop that policy that, pretty yeah, soon. Yeah, enough of that shit. Unfortunately, uh, <laughs> Judith Light is tripped, and the uh, uh, the torch is actually, it's it's hit. Oh, my God. It's actually, we have a trail. It looks like it's just hit a gas line. Oh, my God. Oh, good Lord. The Redwoods are going up. <laughs> Judith Light's down, and that is California, gang. Goodbye, California. That's it. For PR. This is going to put L.A. on the map. <laughs> so it began uh, May 8th, a block from the United Nations. Three hours after it started, the USSR announced a communist boycott of the Olympic Games. Ah, nice. ABC's stock plunged. Oh, nice. Peter and his team... Is Bomber okay? (laughs) Peter and his team now spend weeks flying all over the world, meeting with world leaders, trying to convince them to go to the Olympics. The games games have not started. No, no, they just just started the running of the thing for for months. Like, it's going to... He convinced Yugoslavia and Romania to send athletes. China agreed to send its first full athletic delegation to a Summer Olympics. Okay. People in the U.S. lined up and applauded as the torch runners passed by. Yeah. Cause, and, and Dave, for anyone in another country who's wondering why are we like that, we are idiots. <laughs> uh, we are a uh, country of morons who uh, don't really bother to ever pause and think. Instead, we'll just be like, look at that flame. We're number one. We're the best. One in four Americans saw it. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like so many idiots. How was it? It was amazing. Oh, my God. He ran right by me. It was really on fire. He ran by. It's just such a beautiful time. I've never seen anything like it. I did. Honest to God, I didn't want to cry there because I didn't want to I'd put it out. I love America. It is a fabulous place. There were so many fellow idiots. Yeah, we're all dumb. We were all dumb. So dumb. We, just, we don't even know what we loved about it. But, God, uh, I'll tell you, I never had... More people with emptier heads around one one area before. God, it's just really uh, stupid. It's, we're it's so dumb. so dumb. We're so stupid. It was an 82-day journey crisscrossing 9,300 miles. Oh, my God. Time magazine. We should make one person do it. <laughs> yes. That oh, my God. That should just be job yes. of one person. Yes. An old guy. A guy, a guy who, like, like used 75. to run. Yeah, like a 75-year-old. What? Been chosen. You're going, motherfucker. Going where? For America. I have bad legs. Well, then it's going to be even better, hippity hop. All right. Oh, 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 oh dear. Falling. Ow. All the forest. Oh, no. <laughs> Game okay. is down. Time magazine said the torch relay was the U.S. moving away from, quote, recession, Carter's malaise, gas shortages. And the hostage crisis. Because of, of fucking... Because of torch. Because a torch is being run yeah, across America. Yeah, I mean, and we it's still do so it. Dumb. We, we still, yeah, we still not, do it all the time. It's not changed. Like, we needed this. Yeah. McDonald's offered a promotional game. A scratch-off card would reveal a sport. If the U.S. won gold in the sport, you got a free Big Mac, a silver Dave, French Dave, fries, Dave, do you a bronze, a soft drink. Do you understand how, like, dumb we... I mean, we, I just can't... We are so dumb. So we're going to give you free dog food. Well, here's the problem with that plan. With the communist boycott, the U.S. would win tons of medals above what McDonald's predicted. Oh, boy. 
Now, Bomber the Eagle had spent 22 years in captivity. Uh, they got him here and they built him a $5,000 birdhouse, put him on a That's, lean meat diet. Here's your theater. And he had 45-minute training sessions. He had to be taught how to fly again. There were, quote, a few crash landings. Oh, poor thing. He didn't know how to fly. That's not a good thing that they're doing. But he got into shape, and after six weeks, he was down to seven and three quarters pounds. Wow. On the first day, he made a successful flight completely around the stadium. The next morning, they found him disoriented and unable to stand on his perch. Oh, God. No veterinarians in L.A. would see him because he was an endangered species. The nearest guy who Wait, would, I don't understand that. Because they, they didn't were worried want that he to would... be at fault for right, killing okay, right. the Olympic right, eagle. right. Nearest guy was 50 miles away. I'll check him out. So they drove him there, but Bomber was DOA. Oh, man. Oh, good Lord. He died from extreme weight loss, rigorous exercise. They did, a, they did an autopsy. Right. And smog. Oh, good Lord. He had smog-induced lung disease. Oh, my God. That I mean, the air quality here. You know what Time Magazine, though, was like, this passing is just the proof that America is moving on from the recession and the hostage crisis. Chief Gates. Chief Daryl Gates was close to being fired before the Olympic Games. In 1982, he had said that African-Americans died from a cop chokehold because, quote, the veins or arteries do not open up as fast as they do on normal people. So what was he in trouble for? In preparation for the games, the LAPD fast-tracked recruits through training. Wow. The LAPD, the Sheriff's Department, and FBI combined to form the Olympics Major Crime Task Force and conducted Olympic gang sweeps. Oh, my God. Large parts of LA, especially South Central and East LA, were under military occupation conditions. Boy, it's it it's remarkable the resources we will devote to <laughs> pretending we don't have a problem rather than trying to solve the yeah, problem. Really you know what incredible. I mean? It's like we we never like with the amount of money you're spending getting cleaning homeless encampments, and that's an air quote of cleaning. Yeah, it costs more to do the cleaning you than could it does just to be putting this towards yeah, housing. Yeah, it costs more. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the cost for all those. Those three uh, law enforcement agencies was twenty million for the games. The politicians and judges revived old anti-syndicalist laws to jail masses of black youth. God damn! Tons were arrested but never charged. Gates said, "Quote: I think that people believe the only policing strategy is to harass people and make arrests for inconsequential types of things." Uh, well, you were fired. Well, that's part of our strategy, no doubt about it. Wow! <laughs> wow! What? Uh, you know, a lot of people think that we're being evil, awful, and that this is completely unfair and it does no good. Uh, they're right. Yeah. And that is what we're doing. That's exactly what we're doing. Uh, any question? Okie doke. Thanks for coming in. Thank you, everybody. The INS began conducting sweeps Jesus. of undocumented cab drivers and LAX workers, some of whom they deported. Oh, my God. For the homeless. The LAP de LAPD deployed 30 cops on horseback downtown. Oh, God. Police Captain Billy Wedgworth, quote, we're trying to sanitize the area. Mm. 
Those are, uh, I don't know if anybody is familiar with the word sanitize in human beings, but it's not it's actually it's, something you want to use about a human. Yeah. But the UPI reported there were just too many homeless people. A reverend who fed the people at his mission said cops were citing homeless for, quote, just about anything. Yeah. So, that, I mean, they, I, they're just trying to put as many people away. They're trying to get them with as many... Non-infraction. And many, then put them in jail. Right. Once you get them with whatever, five so or whatever, right. you can throw them in jail for... Uh, yeah. Uh, LAPD said the mounted unit's job was to wake people sleeping on sidewalks and keep as many off the street as possible. So just, I, I don't know, just picture the... It's beautiful in your mind of just men on horses chasing uh, poor people around. Yep. It's a good place. The militarization of Los Angeles was extreme. It's always just the... uh, Whatever. Okay. (laughs) The the feds gave $50 million for security to the games. I mean, what? Like... $50 million. Houses. Homes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. $50 million. Yeah. What are we going to do with this money? Get them out of here. Get them out of here. Where are they going to go? Away from the games. A coordination center synchronized 50... You know, we entered the uh, club competition, too, but it's a little different. What's... Uh... And we beat people with them. Oh! Boop-boop-doo-doo, gold. <laughs> <laughs> a coordination center synchronized 50 law enforcement agencies. A senior officer complained they were running out of understandable acronyms for all the command centers. Uh, sorry, sir. <laughs> uh, I'm getting confused with all the acronyms. It's like... It's like a weird alphabet. It's very difficult. <laughs> we're, the, we're the major crime coordinated force of tasking. The M-C-E-C-E-T. Yeah. Uh, yeah damn it. Not the minor command center force for tasks. M-C-T-T. Yeah. <sighs> we're forcefully tasking the multitude of F- cops. T. Yeah, 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 it's a lot. They got a list. You're going to be okay, kid. So the LAPD bought uh, a huge number of automatic weapons with the money. Nice. Infrared night vision equipment. And, nice. And a robot for handling explosives. Fuck yeah. The Olympics are coming. Yeah. <laughs> These are the good time games. <laughs> Go away. We have guns. And on what came online was the ECCS, Emergency Command Control Communication Systems, being built for seven years. It was the most powerful, state-of-the-art police communication system in the world with elements of space technology and mission control communications. How about some houses? The central hardware is in security comparable to a Montana missile silo it's on the fourth and fifth sublevels of City Hall East. Why? I don't understand. Why Why can we not get our fucking dick hard over helping people only controlling? Because they love their fucking toys. Yeah, they just, it is toys. It's, they love it's their just, fucking like, toys. That'll be great. Yeah. We, our best minds work in evil directions. Yeah. <clears throat> so Chief Gates used uh, the threat of terrorism to justify expanding information gathering. Boy, that's new. Growing databases on suspect citizens was established and still happens today in Los Angeles. Peter now said demonstrations were a concern. 
because leftist groups had formed a coalition to hold protests and raise awareness of social justice issues. Man, I just like it. I just, I just, it just keeps happening. (laughs) (laughs) And they were protesting, but they were protesting that funds raised should go to low income residents. No, no, no. They'll go to robot dogs. Get out of here. (laughs) If you want to look, why don't you go hang out with your commie friends in Russia? So Peter, so because of this group, Peter brought in an, the ex FBI head of Los Angeles named Ed Best, who in turn brought the CIA in a detailed dossier on leftist coalition. The leftist coalition was created and the leftist groups were continuously surveyed. Man, it's just the, it's just crazy. It's like, Like, it would be like if you're unemployed, spending all your time making sure other people don't get jobs. (laughs) It's just like, well, why don't you just try to go get one? No, no, no. 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 Like, solve the problem. No, no, no. No. I'll make the problem bigger. That's right. And solve it. So those groups held no violent protests. They just held protests. Right. Gates said the Soviets would use Jewish immigrants to disrupt the games, which was an insane conspiracy theory he put in an official LAPD security pamphlet. Well, I I can't imagine, like, hearing that. It's fucking insane. The Soviets will be using Jews to stop the game. Okay? (laughs) Any more questions? Or I don't see a lot of hands up. The only real scare was when police officer Jimmy Wade Pearson found a pipe bomb in the wheel well of a Turkish Olympic team bus. Okay. He ran it out to the airport tarmac where he ripped out a wire disarming it. The Armenian secret army... Why did he run out to the airport tarmac? uh, You'll see. The Armenian secret army for the liberation of Armenia called and took responsibility for planting the bomb. Gates called officer Pearson a hero... But it turned out Officer Pearson had placed the bomb himself, hoping to get noticed by his superiors. Okay, so that's why he went to the tarmac. <laughs> I was like, what a weird... Oh, my God, a bomb. Let me go where the planes land. Wait, what? What are you doing? We need to save these people. Where are they, most of them? So he made a fucking bomb and then diffused it. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, like, in today's uh, version of that, there would be great debate over whether it was real or fake. Yeah. But in truth, so far we have one violent act, and it's a cop. It's a cop who did it. Yeah. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, This is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, 
to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. Inside the Olympic Villages, there were dozens of burglaries. Okay. Thousands of dollars were stolen, as well as stereos, cameras, and gear. The cops had put barbed wire fences around the villages and now called the burglaries an inside job. Oh, my God. It's like, you feeling good yet, America? How are you feeling about your games? Feeling just, good? That just sums up everything. That's just so perfect. Yeah. Just all the security that is just needless. Yep. Someone in here is doing it. Now, the U.S. had not won an Olympic medal in cycling since 1912. Okay. Polish coach Edward Boryshevich, known as Eddie B., because um, no one... That's my kid. Uh, too loud, TikTok, no, it's yeah. fine. Um, Eddie B., uh, they call him Eddie B. because probably no one could pronounce his last name. Sure. Um, he had defected from Poland, and he became the U.S. cycling coach. Okay, it's time. He made sure they had... Cutting-edge bikes and personally put helium in their tires before races. Are you allowed to do that? Yeah. We put uh, too much in one of the cyclist tires. <laughs> He's now biking in heaven. But we learned from lesson and now we move forward, you know? Yeah, Eddie, you want to see something funny? Hold on. I got the bike tire. Now talk like this a little bit. <laughs> about the nice but the different was to make a fun little culture this, okay? He also got American cyclists to do blood transfusions. All right, so it's real simple. We're going to, uh, yeah, so we train gym, morning. We have big healthy breakfast right you know, after. Uh, you know the vampire blood, and yeah? And then uh, shortly thereafter, we will uh, take your blood out and put in new blood. Vampire and then, blood. Uh, you'll be ready to go. So the whole thing here is we're working on core, then we work on lower body, uh-huh. and then we drain you of your blood and put in different blood. <laughs> and then uh, you'll drain your bacteria of helium. It's fine. You know, so, that way, put the blood in your arm. It's no blood. I love it when he does that. Before the games, they drew blood or had a relative give blood, and then they'd store it. And then their body would replace their blood. And then days before the race, the blood was re-injected into the cyclist. The Their blood that was taken. So they have blood taken out. Their body replenishes their blood. Then they put more blood into them. So they're overblooding. They're overblooded. Right. They had rooms in the Olympic Village, but they just messed up the beds to make it look like they were using them and stayed nearby at a Ramada Inn where they had a room dedicated to administering blood transfusions. Sure, sure. Room service! Yeah, I was just going to say, like, <laughs> housekeeping. Oh, Jesus Christ! Oh, my God! Yeah. <laughs> or you come back, you forgot to put the do not disturb, you come back. Excuse me, where's the blood? <laughs> oh, um, I didn't know, so I took all of the bottles of that and it just kind of got... Did you need that stuff, or was that... Did you? I thought... I saw a bunch of wadded-up tissues. I got rid of those. There were a bunch of red vials. I got rid of those. <laughs> so... So, 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the basically the donated blood boosted the red cell count, which got more oxygen to tiring muscles, okay. which increases so increases endurance and performance. Right. Okay. So it's unethical. It's unsafe. And <laughs> Man, uh, it's America's tactic. And totally allowed. The U.S. Olympic Committee had not condoned or condemned it. The okay. International Committee had never outlawed it since it was just blood and not a foreign substance. They right. outlaw foreign substances, but it's blood. Right. It's your blood. At least eight Team USA cyclists did it. Some had to use a relative's blood because they waited too long to draw their own blood. Okay, so they wouldn't have time to replenish. Yep. Mark Whitehead, a top USA metal hope, used his brothers and came down with a 103-degree fever that lasted for 50 hours. He lost 10 pounds and failed to qualify for the finals. So it's going pretty well. Well, the team succeeded. They won nine medals, including four golds, which they hadn't done since 1912. Okay. Well, did I tell you, huh? Uh, So Americans are winning, winning a ton of medals. Okay. McDonald's Mid- is giving out a ton of Big Macs. Well, okay, midway through the game, at some McDonald's franchises, they were running out of hamburger buns because of scratch-off winners. Oh, my God. <laughs> this country is, this country is just it's out so of dumb. its mind. It's so dumb. Free like, me! Free because, me! Free me! Hey, did you work for free at the Olympics? I got a free I got a free Big Mac! Because of our athletes blood junking, our McDonald's are running out of buns... <laughs> Because people are winning their scratch-offs so often that they're claiming they're, they're claiming their prize burger too much. <laughs> like, just imagine, imagine if you just imagine if you didn't live in this world, and I, and and I was able to kind of explain to you that. I, uh, so here's so we we have uh-huh. these big dumb games. Okay, and um. We basically we and and people compete, mm-hmm. and uh, because one of the countries didn't compete because we just tried to make money, which is this stupid paper that we just say has value. Uh-huh. Uh, this one team of people who ride bikes were using each other's blood a lot, uh-huh. and they won so much that we ate so many burgers we ran out of buns. Oh, and the uh, eagle died because it couldn't fly. This is a good place. You and you guys, you guys actually were able to make a rocket to get on the moon. No, we Stanley Kubrick directed it. It was not real. <laughs> it was bullshit. Also, Joe Rogan's gonna have nine million listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, no, knock on Rogan. He's great. There you go. So, prizes for these scratch offs were valid through the fall. So you could take so f- your. I'm their- slow playing my prize. <laughs> Well, families started collecting the scratch-offs and eating free, for free for weeks. Man. McDonald's refused to reveal their losses, but execs would later say the games cost them twice what they anticipated. Wow. Huge Ronald Reagan supporter, Mary Lou Retton, became a star. Yeah. I didn't know she... I. I I don't remember these games, but I do remember she was a gymnast. Mm-hmm. I did not know she was a huge rate. She was the biggest star to come out of the Olympics. Right, right. Only 23% of athletes were women. Zola Budd accidentally tripped U.S. track star Mary Decker during the 3,000-meter race. The U.S. boxing team won 11 medals. Mike Tyson was an alternate. College player Michael Jordan dominated 
China won 32 medals. The U.S. won 174. <laughs> McDonald's. 83 <laughs> gold. Wow. With the communist countries there four years before, the U.S. had won 94 medals. Wow. So it's a big jump. Yeah. 34 gold. At the closing ceremonies, Peter was given a standing ovation by 93,000 people. 93,000 total morons. Idiots at the Coliseum. Mary Lee Ritten became the first woman on a Wheaties box. Ticket sales. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm done with this cereal. You know there was a guy who was like, yeah, you, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not eating girl flakes. Wheaties for men box. Excuse me. I'm not eating a box of Sweeties, okay? That's what I call them now. Wheaties used to be for men. Oh, uh, cool, you guys. You guys see Wheaties is woke? Oh, man. I can't, I can't even eat this shit anymore. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, poison. Poison flakes. They ruined Wheaties. Ticket sales were at an all-time record. TV ratings were huge. 180 people, 180 million Americans watched it. The most viewed event in TV history. Wow. So sponsors are over the moon. Right. The games made profits of $232 million. Still the most financial successful games ever. But that doesn't include taxpayer-funded subsidies like the communication network or the infrastructure that was used. Uh, the that feds, count, security costs. That count. So it just like, it, it just like they always do. They they ignore all the public use yeah. of highway. It's just everything that they use: security, highways, blah blah blah. And they act like they made a giant profit. Whereas if you paid back well, all the and stuff, they did make a giant profit, right? Because it was kind of like privately funded. Like, yeah. Well, the so, private company. So the private made, company makes all the profit on the back of the regular people. Exactly. Yeah. Uh. And then we, the citizens, give them a standing ovation That's for right. doing such a Yay. great job. Now, cities line up now to to bid for the next Olympics. Oh, man. Everyone's like, we want to be dumb. Let's go. Peter Uroth had saved the concept of the Olympics. He oh, was named God. Time Mother Magazine's fucker. Man of the Year for 1984. Oh, fuck you, Time. His second in command said, quote, what we are talking about from 80 to 84 was entrepreneurship. What are the shows on television? Dynasty, the rich. You want to focus on the rich, and you want to focus on the high life, and you want to focus on profit-making and money-making. These are the heroes. Man, it is so... It's, it's, it is actually a goddamn pleasure to have been around for that time and this time. <laughs> it's a nightmare of our own making, but yeah. at least you get to be like, see? see I told you. See? Yeah. You see, it's all about the rich. That's all any of us need. Remember that show, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous? I mean, it was just like that show, the damage that show did. Yeah. Can you believe the way they're living? It was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, man. And everyone was just like, I want a hot tub with champagne. <laughs> <laughs> One doctor on the U.S. cycling team came forward and revealed that the blood doping had happened. So he went whistleblower. Okay. The IOC announced there would be no punishment for the American cyclists. They had technically broken no rules. Yeah, right. It's just blood. McDonald's was like, please, 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 please. But the U.S. suspended Eddie B. for 30 days. And then blood transfusions were banned after that. Okay. Almost half of the local small businesses that were in the Olympics licensing program. So a bunch of small businesses got in on it, too. Right. Like you ran a little shop. When you you paid for the logo. You paid for the logo. Uh, a bunch of them went broke, wow. uh, bankrupt. About half went bankrupt. Only a handful made a profit. 
Businesses owned by people of color really took a hit. Several filed a lawsuit for contract violations and reached a settlement, but we don't know what it was. Hmm. Mayor Bradley, who had previously advocated for welfare and helping people with government, was now Now. a dem excited about private enterprise. Oh, man. Damn it. (laughs) His office touted 70,000 jobs created by the games, but they were non-union, temporary, and soon gone. Masses of working people in Union Dense LA had turned a corner toward a more precarious future. Oh my God. Meanwhile, papers celebrated the success of the capitalist free market games. Historian Mike Davis quote, South Central LA has been betrayed by virtually every level of government. In particular, the deafening public silence about youth unemployment and the juvenation of poverty has left many thousands of young street people with little alternative but to enlist in the crypto Keynesian youth employment program operated by the cocaine cartels. Oh, man. Man, oh, man. I mean, it sounds like the Russian Jews. (laughs) 40% of the $215 surplus went to the U.S. Olympic Committee. Mm -hmm. 20% to governing bodies for U.S. sports. And 40% went to the the Amateur Athletic Foundation, which later renamed itself the LA 84 Foundation. So $93 million for them to fund youth sports and public education in Southern California. Okay. Some of those helped. Road Scholar Kaylin Moore, Russell Westbrook, and Venus and Serena Williams. LA 84's assets uh, in 2017, $165 million. Okay. I, I would, where I'm sitting, if you get a, about $100 million and 40 years later, you have yeah. more money. Yeah, it seems like. You're probably not doing a lot of charity work. Right. Their annual contributions are 2 to $3 million, which is way less <laughs> what? than is legally required to donate annually as a nonprofit. They are legally required to give about $6 million. They have, however, invest, they have, however invested $22 million in companies like Blackstone. Ugh. Which lends to predatory home speculators who buy up distressed homes, jack up rent, and evict those who can't pay. So that's so why essentially, they're money. the Olympics created a private company that now takes homes from people in the neighborhood where the Olympics happened. So it's all fine. Uh, we get like. There's no good ever. <laughs> there's just never. There's like so rarely like. And it helped. It's it, like, it, it, and they lied, and it's run by the devil. It, yeah, I mean, Peter Uroboth, uh has been a director of the Coca-Cola company. He, in 1999, he bought the Pebble Beach Golf Course with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Clint Eastwood. He became commissioner of Major League Baseball, and then he was head of the USOC. The LAPD had been given a military armored vehicle during the Olympic, which they turned into a 14-foot battering ram. On February 6th, 1985, LAPD SWAT smashed down the wall of a rock house in Pacoima. Inside the rock house were two women and three children eating ice cream. No cocaine. Did they forget about knocking? 
<laughs> they didn't need to. They had a thing that could knock down a wall. So they just were like, I mean, it is like we were saying, it's toys. It's toys. It it, it is just like, and they know there's no repercussions. Yeah, why would there's not? There never the, is. The worst that can happen is. Uh, they get sued. There's a settlement, which doesn't come from them. It comes from the city. So yeah. taxpayers pay for them to be idiots. Yeah. And they never, I mean, I mean, it's so rare that they actually get fired. And it's yeah. even more rare that they ever face any prosecution. Chief Gates, Councilman David Cunningham, and other residents praised the wall smashing of the house. It was pretty good. Uh, they were eating Rocky Road, which is kind of like uh, crack rocks. Saying that it would cause rock houses to shut down. Because they were scared by what they'd seen. Nice. Good. Well, all right. Good job. <laughs> really, you're right. Awesome work. Great to go. You know what? We're going to shut down the rock house. Why? Because they they knocked down the house of a lady and her kids. Yeah. And by the way, that has been proven true because there's no illegal drug making. Yeah. There's no. There were no more That's rock stopped. houses after that. Yep. That's how you stop drugs. That's it. Chief Gates emerged from the Olympic Games as a hero. The LAPD now had incentive to stay in Olympic mode. God. They have treated the city as an occupied territory from then until now. Man. Three years later, the LAPD had a had massive anti-gang sweeps known as Operation Hammer, arresting 24,684 mostly black youths, usually with no cause, and detained for 24 hours in a specially constructed holy in a specially constructed holding facility at the L.A. Coliseum. Oh, my God. A third, one-third of black men aged 20 to 29 in L.A. County were arrested at least once in 1991. Oh, my God. From 1984 to 1989, there was a 33% spike in police brutality complaints. Between 1986 and 1990, 1,400 officers were investigated for excessive force. Less than 1% were prosecuted. Oh, my God. That is absolutely unbelievable. In 1989, L.A. paid $9.1 million to settle abuse lawsuits. In 1990, it was $11.3 million. In March 1991, Rodney King was beaten by several police officers, as had happened often, but this time it was caught on videotape, which led to riots. After the riots, Mayor Tom Bradley turned to a gentleman named Peter Uberoff ah. to lead the privatized Rebuild LA effort and attract corporate investment to war-torn neighborhoods, which was, if you can believe this, a failure. I, I mean, the idea that you're going to put your capitalism fire out with capitalism. That's really something. You have capitalism, so for capitalism to exist, you have to have a police force to protect property, yeah. and you have to criminalize a, a, a group of people to keep them low down yeah. on the ranks so you can exploit them, and then you act like the best thing for them is to create more property and by the that's way, expensive they have to protect from I, I that's to be expected what is not to be expected are the people who are like leave the property alone that's really crazy like the level of like people who are like look stop yeah stop hurting stop with that stop hurting riot. the property don't don't no. riot get mad at home <laughs> yes. in 2017 
After many young athletes were sexually abused for decades by many members of USA Gymnastics, Congress introduced the Protecting Young Victims from Sexual Abuse and Safe Sports Authorization Act. Mary Lou Retton met with Senator Dianne Feinstein to try to convince Feinstein to kill the bill. Oh, my God. Mary Lou Retton's a fucking piece of shit. Wow. It was passed. The previous six American women women gymnasts before Mary Lou Retton to win a gold medal did not work against the bill. Every single Olympic Games has run over budget. The average overrun is 156%. God. Host cities are filled with what are called white elephants. The softball field, beach volleyball stadium, aquatic center, and canoe slalom course are abandoned in Athens. In Pyeongchang, uh, they may raise four venues built for 2018 rather than pay for maintenance. A hundred million disposable stadium was built, used four times, and then demolished. Unreal. Casey Wasserman, I mentioned him, right? Did I bring him up? I don't know. I don't. Think I think so. I left him out. So Casey Wasserman was the son of Lou Wasserman, big Hollywood okay. muckety muck. Okay. And he ran the Olympic torch as a ten year old. Okay. Uh, here in Los Angeles. Okay. Mayor Eric Garcetti attended the Olympics and said it was wonderful. Uh-huh. And Wasserman and Garcetti got the Olympics back in L.A. in 2028. Due to their shared nostalgia for the 84 games, they are often referred to as the 84 boys. Oh, God. The games are expected to cost $7 billion. Nuts. This will be paid for by L.A. 28. But cost overruns will be paid for by the city of Los Angeles. It's just crazy. It can still be stopped. Can it? Yes, the Olympics can always be stopped. They've been I, stopped I, in other cities. It, it really? Yes. Um, After they've won the bid. Yes, right. you just need to. You just need to make it clear that you're going to ruin it. Number one, join No Olympics LA. That is uh, NoOlympicsLA.com. Um, number two, call your councilman, call your uh, state rep, call the mayor's office. Call everybody because look, this isn't. Uh, we uh, we are we are in such a precarious financial situation. It's not going to get better for a long time, if ever, because of climate change coming. We're heading towards a very bad place where we have to keep paying for things that we can't afford, and the rich are going to use this to just fucking suck money out of our system and. The draconian shit that they will put in place yeah. that we can't even envision. We couldn't envision the data gathering, the the fucking communication center in, in a in a goddamn silo in downtown. Um, we couldn't even envision the the military occupation of our city, the military occupation around USC, uh, the military occupation south south. Like we couldn't envision how dark this would all get. It is continued. The, the cops are still like this. They're going to get, it's going to get worse. It's, it cannot happen. And it's also that, like, I just imagine how bad things are going to be in 2028. Yeah. I mean, it is going to be so bad. Uh, yeah, there's no one fixing anything. There's no one. No, that, it's over. I mean, you know, you know, this climate bill just passed yeah. and 
I was reading a scientist and he's like, yeah, so this, this would get us to 2.5 degrees warming, right, which is just like, which is catastrophic. Not, yeah, so, not, uh, so, and everyone's celebrating, but, and they're like, this is the biggest bill we've ever passed. Well, that's problematic because the reason it's the biggest bill ever passed is because we haven't done fuck all. And the science is very clear. We have to do far, far, far more. So uh, people are like, ah, you can celebrate this. You shouldn't because it's not enough. It's yeah. like the ACA. Did the ACA fix uh, health care? No, that's the same thing this bill is. It's just for the climate. It needs to be much more. Um, no. They can't expand drilling, which they're doing. There's a reason Exxon is celebrating it. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's bad news. Um, but, you know, maybe they can do other things. I just think, I just think that... This is just a good example of, you know, that sort of... No, it is. The bar is so low. The bar is low. I mean, the bar is just so low. And, you know, there are, there are, there are certainly people who are like, are happy about it. But again, I mean, yeah, it's all, but to the, to the 28 Olympics, it's like the Pentagon budget. Yeah. The military budget. We, there is no money for for the things that we need. Yeah. But there's always a trillion dollars for the military. Well, the COVID money in Los Angeles was given to cops and firemen. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, but, the but, COVID but, money was given to cops? But there's... They already have all the money. Yeah. But there's $7 billion that is being raised for the Olympic. Like, there, do you realize what you could do to the city... In seven billion dollars in night in the nineteen so do that in the nineteen thirty two Olympics they passed a law saying that the city would not pay for overruns. Mm-hmm. In nineteen eighty four they passed a law saying the city would not pay for overruns, and now they did not. Right, so it's just going to be fucking. I mean, as you know, it's like where they can make money, they will make money. It's going to be catastrophic. Yeah, I mean, if it took, if it took, Montreal. That long, yeah, to pay back to pay like th- what 30, 40 years to pay back, 40 years to pay back the imagine what this is going to cost. Just walk around LA and tell me that we could afford stuff. It's so, <laughs> uh, but but just from a human perspective, what do you think they're going to do to the fucking homeless? Oh, and think of how many more homeless. That's what I'm saying about like 20, like think of what it's going to look like in 2028. It's uh, yeah, it we like we we are. That's one thing, like, when I I see the right wing talking shit about our West Coast cities. Yeah. And I drive into them, and I feel the same way that well, I hear the right wing talking about them. Now, look, there's not fucking shit all the ground they talk about. But what there are is human beings living on the street. And it makes me nauseous, and it upsets me. And most people in Los Angeles, uh, polling-wise, are like, we want this fixed. Yeah. But the politicians aren't fixing it, so then people get mad and want it to go away. Yeah. It has to be fixed. We just need to give people houses because that's actually the cheapest fucking thing you can do. And we need social safety nets. Everything Reagan did needs to be fucking reversed. Yeah. And we need to dig them up and shoot them into fucking space. Yeah. Like, no, literally, to, I'm not kidding. Abso- like, we need to figure out a way to reanimate him to kill him. I mean, if we could dig him up and shoot him into space and go, so that's what happens to you guys. We kick you off the but planet. But instead, <laughs> you have people in both parties being like, he was he obviously... He was such a good... He was such a game-changingly <laughs> great president. He's just like, what are you talking about? I mean, again, it's like you could only cast Reagan as an... A- like, you needed an actor to play that part. Yeah. 
It doesn't take long. If you go back, like, he's just like, these cigarettes are as good as cigarettes get, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he would do anything. He'd be like, monkey pox. It's really good for your anus. You know, whatever. Like, he would anything. Yeah. I mean, he just, any, he was just a fucking asshole reading lines. Yeah. And that's what the president's job is at this point. Yeah. But I, I think, yeah, I don't know. There is, whenever you see the World Cup or the Olympics, you're just like, this was billions of dollars. Like, this is the first World Cup coming up this year that I'm not going to watch because they have killed so many fucking people. They bring people over from countries like Bangladesh. They take away their passports. Yeah. They force them to work. They put them in these fucking hellish living conditions. And then a bunch of them, th- like thousands of fucking died building their fucking stadiums. No, they literally are like, you're going to get X amount of dollars an hour. And people are like, oh, my God, that's great. They go there. Your passport is gone. Gone. Yeah. <laughs> then you live in like a fucking... Squalor. Yeah. You live in, you live in squalor. squalor. Yeah. And you're a slave. Yeah. You're a slave. And, and, and that's just how we... That's, to and that, build the World Cup stadiums. Yes. And that is how we are just like, hey, look, look at this beautiful stadium. <laughs> wow, they're really excited. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, we can't... We uh, are just... We, I mean, look, this is, if you're in L.A., or even if you're not in L.A., if you're in wherever, just call Congress and say, I don't want a dime spent on security for the Olympics. Well, we also need to stop this like, shit. Like, that makes like, a difference. Like, at some point, at some point, we just need to stop this shit. Yeah. The stuff is, this the shit that is, like, distracting, the temporary distract. like, we everything we're doing now is, we are ignoring our biggest problems because we don't want our day-to-day lives to be disrupted. And so we won't fight for things because we don't want our day-to-day lives to be yeah, disrupted. That's right. And what it's going to result in yep, our is day-to-day your day-to-day life, day being, life <laughs> being so catastrophically yes, disrupted. 100%. And that's just where it's going. I think about It's all I think about. When I'm driving around, just like, yeah. we're just fucked. I mean, I was driving to my brother's today, and it was 106 degrees. Like, it's going was to... Was it really? It was I mean, I don't even remember where I was, but I was in like a hotter zone or whatever. It was 106 degrees. Like... We, we, we're not, we can't handle it. It's fine. Like, it's just not handleable. It's fine. Uh, so Sarah, uh, Sarah June did uh, a lot of the great research for this. Um, books, uh, Sources, Glory Days by L. John Wertheim. No Olympians by Jules Boykoff. Total Olympics by Jeremy Fuchs. Policing Los Angeles by Max Felker Cantor. That's one you should read. City of Quartz by Mike Davis. That's actually... Like that should be a mandatory reading. Why the Olympics aren't good for us and how they can be by Mark Perryman. Uh, ESPN.com, Knock LA. Uh, also, sign up Knock LA. Follow Knock LA on um, Twitter. Uh, follow No Olympics LA on Twitter. Uh, Daily Beast, The New Republic, No Olympics LA, Common Will Magazine, Commonwealth Magazine, it must be. Uh, the LA. The Land Magazine, um, The New Left Review, Sports Illustrated, New York Times, LA Times, UPI, AP, The Nation, David Zirin. Uh, yep. Yep, uh, yep. I don't know if it's no Olympics LA on Twitter. Oh, I just looked it up. Oh, uh, on Twitter, it's probably something different. Oh, it's no underscore LA Olympics. Is that it? That's probably it, yeah. So no underscore LA Olympics. And they need followers. 
Uh, yeah, and you can get in. Just go to the website also, and you know, click on get involved and all that, and, and just how to. Like, it doesn't take much to make a phone call or to you know, send yeah. an email. Uh, we all know to be doing it because it's a fucking disaster in the making. Um, as I'm on here, I just see Malcolm Gladwell slams working from home. What yep. have you reduced your life to? <laughs> fucking Jesus Christ! <laughs> I love that. I love that people are like. Uh, uh, what do you think the percentage of people who don't want to work? You know, th- when when we when human beings came about and started and created societies many of them didn't involve working all day. Many of them involved like, okay, we got the food and uh, this is what we need for the day. Or, you know, okay, we did the planning, check the crops out. Now let's go play. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of fucking play and, and we obliterated those uh, societies because they were working with nature and, and not uh, Protestant fucking crazy worth ethic bullshit. We've created this fucking world in which some asshole can say like, uh, you, you should want to go out and work. No, you shouldn't want to work at all. Nobody should want... That's cool no. you want to work, but why the fuck would you... And in nature, why would you want to go to... You know what you should want to do instead of going to an go office? To and go to the fucking beach and hang out. Look at the fucking waves. Yeah. Go climb a fucking mountain. You're like different. This, this then, world we've yeah, created is a fucking monster. And, and for some guy to say it, it's crazy. We've lost all connection yeah. with what matters. Yeah. And, and, and people are like... I mean, I see it in my family like where it's just like... You don't have time to worry about how horrible your life is because you have to get money to pay your fucking yeah, bills. That's right. And that's the idea. Yep, and whoever idea. created it is working out. Yep. It's all, I mean. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, so uh, GarethWorlds.com for special information. No, I don't know. Crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, crazy. whatever. What are you gonna do? We what solved gonna, it. What are right, you gonna cool. do? All right. Good thing I've been drinking a little mini bottle. I, of wine I this sunk whole down into the couch more and more as this episode went on. Yeah. No. It is like I think I lost some bones. <laughs>